If you encounter a big cat in the wild, the Felidae Conservation Fund recommends you stand tall and back away slowly. Whatever you do, don't flee. Cats are natural hunters, and when their target runs, they chase. It's hardwired into their biology. On May 26, 2011, a retiree in central England reportedly learned this the hard way. She was walking her dog, Whisper, around a wooded golf course. Suddenly, the little terrier began trembling with fear. He tugged on his leash as everything went quiet. A chill ran down her spine. She tugged Whisper along, but he refused to move. That's when she heard it. A deep rumbling sound like propellers on an airplane. As she told author Rick Minter, something moved on a high ridge above her, an animal the size of a German shepherd. It had a long, silky black tail and dark fur, a black panther. She scooped up her pup and broke into a sprint. The panther followed. Every time she looked back, it was closer. 100 feet, 50 but a clearing ahead signaled freedom. She bolted into the road as a bus barreled past, separating her from the animal. But it wasn't clear if she was safe yet, so she kept running as fast as her legs would take her. Finally, after about 20 minutes, she stopped out of breath. If not for that bus, she may not have escaped. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. This is our second episode on British Big Cats, also known as Alien Big Cats, Phantom Cats, and ABCs, these exotic felines seem to be prowling the British countryside. But scientists and government officials deny their existence. Last time, we looked at how ancient leopards, pumas, and lynxes went extinct in the UK, at least officially. Then, we highlighted a few recent eyewitnesses who believe they've spotted ABCs in recent years. Today, we'll try to determine whether phantom cats exist at all. Then, we'll discuss where they came from. Finally, we'll examine the possibility that they aren't cats at all, but something supernatural. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. 
the impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Carl Sagan once said, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. If your neighbors said they saw a squirrel in your yard, you'd probably shrug it off. But if they claimed to see a tiger or a spaceship, you'd ask for proof. That's the conundrum faced by British big cat enthusiasts. Many scientists deny the creature's existence, and skeptics require hard evidence. Ideally, living proof, or at least a really good photo. Which presents a host of different issues, especially with big cats. Even in places they do belong, felines are notoriously hard to film. Pumas usually hunt overnight and during the twilight hours, while leopards hide in trees until nightfall. And average cameras aren't usually equipped for shooting at night. Plus, let's not forget cats are clever and careful. They can hear a twig snap from far away and smell the musk of hunters long before humans even know they're lurking. They won't be seen unless they want to be. In 2000, filmmaker Mark Fletcher recorded a jaguar in the wild. For context, recording one successfully is a Herculean feat. Fletcher learned jaguars had been spotted eating endangered sea turtles at a beach in Costa Rica. So he planted $20,000 worth of gear, including remote-controlled infrared cameras in the jungle nearby. After two weeks, he caught sight of one. Conservationists used Fletcher's recordings to show how the two endangered species interacted. But most importantly for ABC research, his success showed the importance of patience and persistence, particularly when it comes to capturing these creatures in the wild. Most clips of suspected big cats turn out dark, blurry, or distant, which can be frustrating. But in the right hands, even grainy footage can be useful. In the documentary Big Cat Track, Animal Planet used an editor to clean up a video of a black creature filmed in England's Dorset County. The animal was recorded from hundreds of yards away. Famed animal tracker Ian Maxwell examined the clip frame by frame. He could make out a long feline tail and determine the animal took giant strides crossing 20 feet in a few hops. Based on these details, it was likely the animal wasn't a domestic cat. However, given its distance from the camera, it was impossible to know for sure, which made this picture, and others like it, controversial in the big cat enthusiast community. Many ABC researchers check themselves when they find footage that seems too good to be true. For example, in 2016, a British poultry farmer's infrared CCTV camera recorded an odd cat crossing his property at night. The black and white film showed a slim, long-legged feline with pointy ears and glowing eyes. The farmer sent the video to the journalist Matt Salisbury, who, at first glance, thought it was a puma. But according to a later blog post, Matt knew looks could be deceiving. He needed a concrete way to figure out how big the cat was. Unfortunately, there wasn't much in the background to reference for scale, aside from a black rubber doormat. So Matt created three cardboard cutouts. 
One was the size of a domestic cat, another the size of a puma, and the third was somewhere in the middle. With the farmer's permission, he used the cutouts to replicate the animal's suspected motion. He recorded this on the same CCTV camera and compared his videos with the original. To his surprise, the culprit was actually the size of a tiny domestic cat. It had looked like a puma without the proper sense of scale. These kinds of misidentifications can make skeptics wary. Besides, even when people can prove a cat is abnormally large, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a wild ABC. Some domestic breeds can be enormous, blurring our definition of big. Maine Coons are nicknamed gentle giants because they've been known to weigh as much as 18 pounds on average and nearly 35 pounds in rare cases. That's about the size of a cocker spaniel. These fluffy beasts come in many colors and their faces resemble a lion's. And then there are the so-called designer cats, which are imported or bred from exotic felines. Some popular ones are a cross between domestic shorthairs and wild African serval cats. Savannas are another crossbreed. They're about twice the size of your average house cat and yellow and black spotted like their serval ancestors. They're tall, lean, and look a lot like tiny cheetahs. So much so that in 2020, a wealthy Londoner called the police to report a leopard in their garden. When animal control officers arrived, they found a savanna the size of a medium dog. This highlights the biggest problem with eyewitness accounts. People aren't nearly as good at recognizing ABCs as they think. It's why over the years, many reported sightings have turned out to be dogs, otters, or even inanimate objects. That said, when someone swears they've been attacked by a big cat, it's hard to disregard the claim. After all, no one would confuse a puma with a tabby cat if it was chewing on their leg. That is, unless they were lying. The most famous British big cat close encounter involved the so-called Beast of Trellick. In 2000, in a little Welsh village called Trellick, pet cats were disappearing. Rumors spread about what could be the cause, but no one was sure. One of the missing pets belonged to 11-year-old Josh Hopkins. After his cat vanished, he and his brother went looking for it in a field by their house. That's when Josh saw a black tail in the tall grass. The boy thought he'd found his pet, but when he parted the grass and reached for it, he realized this animal was way bigger than his own. Seeing Josh, the creature spun around and hissed. Then a huge black paw came straight for his face. Josh fell back, bloody streaks oozing from his cheek. Luckily, the cat scrambled away rather than continue the attack. Josh staggered home and told the story to his mom, who alerted the police. They took the threat seriously. Police deployed zookeepers with stun guns to search for the animal, but they found nothing. When Josh's story went viral, newspapers circulated photos of his scratched-up face. But feline experts were immediately suspicious. They thought Josh's wounds were far too mild to have been made by a big cat. Domestic cats mostly use their claws to scratch and climb. They can leave a shallow cut, but that's about it. 
Leopard claws, on the other hand, are more like one-inch-long meat hooks. They're designed to latch onto big prey and prevent the target from shaking them off. And compared to a wild animal's tough hide, human skin is like paper. Which means if Josh was attacked by a big cat, he would have likely had deep gashes and puncture wounds to show for it, not just a few minor scratches. Also, the spacing between the wounds didn't add up. Some reports said Josh's injuries looked like they were made by a knife or cutting instrument. In other words, some thought the evidence suggested Josh's story wasn't credible. ABC hunters are aware that a few famous hoaxes can cast doubt over thousands of other sightings. So researchers have had to be extremely careful when sifting through anecdotal accounts. Take Trevor Beer, author of several books about the sheep-slaughtering beast of Exmoor. He designed a simple experiment as part of a History Channel documentary to gauge how bad people were at telling ABCs apart. In partnership with the Exmoor Zoo, he made a series of cardboard cutouts in the shape of various cats, including domestics, lynxes, and pumas. They were painted different shades of brown and black to resemble their real-life counterparts. Beer set up silhouettes at Exmoor National Park in a field where the beast was spotted in 1983. His friend, the curator of the Exmoor Zoo, brought in small groups of visitors to act as test subjects. The guests looked away while Trevor staked cutouts in the grass at distances of 50 to 150 feet. Folks then turned and looked at the shapes for five seconds. Afterwards, Trevor asked them to guess how big each cat was. Remarkably, just about everyone was able to tell the difference between a domestic cat and a panther, even at 150 feet. We should note the experiment wasn't very scientific. However, it suggests we shouldn't be quick to dismiss all the eyewitness reports especially when there are Close Encounters stories to reckon with. To add credibility to their studies, some researchers turned to cutting-edge science to prove their belief in British big cats. All they needed was the right strand of hair. Coming up, researchers hunt for feline DNA. You tell yourself it's only a movie. None of this could ever happen to you. You feel relieved until you discover what you're watching is based on actual events. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa and Greg from the Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers. In our Halloween special, Real Horror, we're spotlighting three of the most iconic horror films of all time and telling the terrifying true stories that inspired them. Recovering the real influences behind characters like Ghostface from the 90s mega-hit Scream. Hannibal Lecter and Buffalo Bill from the Oscar-winning thriller The Silence of the Lambs, and Leatherface from the 70s cult classic The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Enjoy Real Horror, the serial killer's three-part Halloween special. Listen to all three episodes the final week of October, free and only on Spotify. Now back to the story. Thousands claim to have encountered anomalous cats in the UK. Unfortunately, it's hard to take these accounts seriously thanks to the countless hoaxes, misidentifications, and an overall lack of physical evidence. 
To add credibility to their studies, big cat enthusiasts use scientific methods to test claims, including cutting-edge techniques like toothpick analysis. When a predator chomps down on its prey, its teeth will often crush, scrape, or puncture its victim's bones and other tissue. These marks can be analyzed to loosely determine what kind of animal made the bite. It's a complicated science, and it's primarily applied to fossils, not fresh kills. But the concept boils down to a simple premise. Teeth size and damage should match. Dr. Ross Cord, an archaeologist at the University of Wales, analyzed five sheep carcasses, which farmers claimed were attacked by a big cat. She made a polymer cast of the indents and compared them with dental casts from leopards, wolves, and other carnivores. She found four of the five animals appeared to have been killed by a predator bigger than any known in the UK. What's more, the spacing between the imprints suggested a feline was responsible. ABC enthusiasts spread Cord's data within their group, and many found it quite convincing. They've even started using toothpick analysis more regularly to assess suspected big cat kills. Unfortunately, this method isn't 100% accurate. Many scientists argue the technique is too rough to determine anything but a predator's general size. Cord couldn't even say what species it was. Furthermore, toothpick analysis is prone to researcher bias, making results hard to replicate. Perhaps that will change someday. Even now, scientists are developing more sophisticated methods that involve 3D scanning. But so far, these haven't been able to solve the mystery of ABCs in Britain. Another tool might close the gap, DNA sequencing. For the last decade or so, ABC researchers have collected hundreds, if not thousands, of tissue samples left behind by alleged big cats. Think swabs from inside a deer carcass, hairs lifted from a mattress where an eyewitness saw a black panther lounging, even scat from the forest floor. These samples were sent to labs in the UK and Europe for comparison with known animals' DNA. Most specimens came back inconclusive or matched with foxes, deer, boar, and other native animals, but not all. In 2003, a hare was taken from a site where an ABC had been spotted in Lincolnshire. The strands were sent to a laboratory for analysis where they tested positive for panthera DNA. Though they couldn't narrow it down further, scientists suggested the samples belonged to one of the four roaring cats. ABC hunter Rick Minter also claims he found hairs that tested positive for leopard and puma DNA. If his tests are accurate, they could be the smoking gun the world has waited for. But if these animals are real, it raises another question. How did they get to the UK? ABC hunters believe two possible answers. The first, they've been there all along. There's solid evidence that felines have been in the region forever. In February 1903, a farmer in southwestern England shot and killed a large feline after it attacked his dogs. He stuffed his trophy and donated it to the Bristol Museum. More than a century later in 2013, a team of scientists performed a DNA analysis of the creature's hair. 
They found the animal was a wild Eurasian lynx. The same species that supposedly disappeared from the British Isles more than a thousand years earlier. If a farmer killed a feline in 1903, it could be possible a few other stragglers survived to the present day. But we can't say for sure, because no records exist of them. Well, almost no records. In 1977, a trio of cats, described as a lioness and her cubs, was spotted in a small Scottish village. Rumors swirled that the legendary Tiger of the North had returned, a reference to the lynxes shot there in 1927, which we described in part one. Two years after the sighting in 1979, a farmer named Ted Noble started losing livestock. He found mutilated sheep on the moor, their bones crushed like twigs. Once Ted personally saw the so-called lion, he alerted the police. And when they refused to do a thorough search, he came up with a plan. Ted built a huge metal cage and baited it by tying a sheep's head to the end of a string. Then the wait began. The first night, nothing happened. But Ted was persistent. Every day he replaced the bait with fresh meat. As time wore on, he wondered if his effort was a fool's errand. But his efforts paid off. On October 29, 1980, he found a five-foot-long female puma inside his trap. Felicity, as the creature came to be known, seemed to confirm everything ABC hunters had said all along. National newspapers proclaimed Ted a hero, saying he'd caught the, quote, Loch Ness Lion. But some were suspicious. When the Highland Wildlife Park sent zookeepers to fetch Felicity, they expected to find a ferocious, savage wildcat. Instead, Felicity put her head down so they could scratch her ears. She was docile and friendly, and even purred for attention. She also preferred her food chopped up. Everything about her suggested she'd been raised in captivity. Rick Minter believed Felicity was released as a publicity stunt. Shortly before she was caught, a tabloid journal had posted a reward for the capture of a wild big cat. And eyewitnesses told reporters they saw the feline riding in the back of a pickup truck just before Ted found her. No one came forward to claim Felicity, so she lived out the rest of her days in the Highland Wildlife Park. When she died in 1985, her body was preserved and donated to a museum. Felicity clearly wasn't feral, but her story might tell us about where other UK big cats come from, captivity. They may have come to the Isles from somewhere else. Once they arrived, they either escaped or were let go. As far back as the Roman era, rich aristocrats have kept exotic animals. Bears, lions, and elephants were used for entertainment and served as a symbol of prestige. The rarer and more unusual the creature, the more valuable it was. In the late 18th century, the traveling menagerie, later known as the circus, became popular. Foreign animals were imported and displayed for the public. In the 19th century, people paid good money to see traveling beast shows where they could ride elephants and pet camels. But savage and dangerous big cats captivated audiences the most. The industry thrived throughout the late 1800s and early 1900s. 
But when World War I struck, zoos and circuses fell on hard times. Ships that once brought meat and grain now transported troops. Food prices saw a massive spike. According to big cat enthusiast Rick Minter, this was when many small menageries might have started releasing their felines. Most likely died in the countryside, but perhaps a few survived. These lucky few would have found plenty of deer and small animals to hunt. Maybe a few individuals encountered one another and reproduced. Over a few decades, their numbers slowly increased. This could explain why there weren't many sightings until after World War II. Or the population could have skyrocketed thanks to another factor, private owners. In the 1960s, celebrities jumped on the trend of owning rare animals. French dancer Josephine Baker once brought her pet cheetah on stage, and Elvis Presley owned a menagerie that included monkeys and peacocks. The fad exploded in the UK, and pretty soon people with disposable cash were looking for an exotic pet to show off to their friends. In 1960, you could buy a black leopard in London for about the price of a used car today. But leopards, like other big cats, haven't evolved to live with people. Even pet big cats are still wild animals, and sometimes their instincts take over. In 1965, a pair of zoo leopards made headlines when they mauled their keeper in Chessington. If big cats could send trained professionals to the hospital, it was only a matter of time before someone's oversized pet made a meal of the kid next door. So in 1976, the British government passed the Dangerous Wild Animals Act. This bill made it illegal to keep certain animals without a license. To get one, owners had to pay exorbitant fees and allow vets and government workers to inspect their homes. When the act passed, private owners who didn't want to negotiate the red tape might have released their pets into the wild. The Zoos Act of 1981 may have had a similar effect. This bill required zoos to undergo a stringent licensing process, keep detailed records, and participate in conservation programs. Those unable to adhere to the regulations may have dumped their animals into the forest and closed up shop. And releases might continue to this day. In 2021, 61 pet owners held private big cat licenses in the UK. These included 11 leopards, 18 pumas, and a jaguar. However, the actual number of big pet cats may be higher because of the exotic wildlife trade. The enterprise, both legal and illegal, is a booming $7 billion industry with deep connections to organized crime. Anyone who watched Tiger King will know it's remarkably easy to buy a big cat without a lot of paperwork. In all likelihood, people are still illegally importing felines into the UK. And now and again, their owners might release them into the wild rather than answer to government officials. However, the idea that BBCs are simply escaped cats falls flat when you look at the numbers. Data from the Ministry of Agriculture shows only 16 big cats escaped between 1977 and 1998. All were either killed or recaptured in a matter of days. And so many reports seem to defy scientific explanation. 
Which may be why a handful of enthusiasts believe ABCs might not be physical creatures at all. Coming up, why phantom cats might be literal phantoms. Now back to the story. ABC hunters have used every tool, from cardboard cutouts to DNA matching, to pin down exactly what kinds of felines haunt the British Isles. They've also done their best to trace where the creatures came from and offered some believable explanations about how they may have ended up in the UK. But some ABC researchers don't think big cats are cats at all. They believe the animals could be spirits from another world. Mythical stories about feline creatures date back to ancient times. Scottish tradition featured a supernatural entity called a catchy, which roamed the Scottish Highlands. The catchy was bigger than most dogs and pitch black, except for a small patch of white fur on its chest. The locals were terrified of the beast. They believed it stalked funeral parlors in hopes of stealing the souls of their unburied loved ones. To keep that from happening, relatives stayed with the deceased. They scattered catnip everywhere and played music to keep the creature distracted. They even asked riddles to stump it. Another story from the early 15th century centers around a young man named John Stratford, who returned to his ancestral home after being raised in the royal court. His estate was large, and one day, John got lost in the woods. He came upon a small clearing covered in fog. A tree that resembled a great pair of antlers grew in the center. Curious, John grabbed the branches with both hands and lifted them. The horns budged a little. He wrenched with all his might and pulled them out of the ground. To his surprise, they were attached to the head of a magnificent red lion. The creature gave a roar that shook the earth. When the big cat got free, it charged at John and threw him across the field. But the young man managed to grab one of the antlers and hoist himself onto the creature's back. After some struggle, John subdued it. And from that day forth, the lion served him and his bloodline. Some of his living descendants even claim they've seen John's ghost riding the lion near their home in the New Forest National Park. Legends like these are abundant across the British Isles. The Welsh told of a gigantic speckled cat that devoured men by the hundreds. Irish folktales featured a demonic panther with glowing eyes. We often think about these stories as fiction, and to a large extent, they are. But every myth is rooted in something true, according to author Marilee Harper. Like many ABC researchers, she was fascinated by the eyewitness accounts. The sheer number of them convinced her people were observing a genuine phenomenon. But she didn't buy the notion that ABCs had simply escaped from private owners and zoos. She knew of dozens, if not hundreds, of investigations into big cats that turned up nothing. If these were ordinary, earthy cats, the searchers would have found something. Hunters, animal control officers, and police spent countless hours chasing big cats in the UK. Not to mention the hordes of amateur sleuths itching to become famous. 
They had advanced technology, including helicopters, infrared sensors, and motion-activated cameras. Yet the closest they'd ever come to capturing an ABC was Felicity. Not only that, no one's ever gotten a good close-up picture of an ABC in the UK. And every time someone gets close enough to snap a shot, the creatures disappear like magic. Consider Jonathan McGowan. In a suburb near the southern coast of England, he and several friends saw what looked like a puma by the riverbank. They watched in amazement as the animal trotted across a wooden bridge. Then, in the blink of an eye, it vanished, leaving behind a soggy paw print. McGowan, an avid big cat enthusiast, still can't explain what he saw. But his experience was hardly unique. A truck driver watched an ABC blink out of existence less than a hundred feet from him. And a recreational fisherman bumped into what he describes as a black panther standing alone on the beach. He tripped and glanced away for an instant. And when he looked back, the animal was gone. To author Merrily Harper, encounters like these had to have a supernatural explanation. No wild big cat had ever been captured because they could evaporate like vapor. Or they could magically appear in places they had no right to be, like the Isle of Wight. People have allegedly spotted wild big cats there for decades. In April 2002, two sisters actually filmed one by their hotel. No one could guess how it had gotten there. The island is only accessible by boat, and the local zoo hasn't lost an exotic cat since the 70s. The best answer, according to Harper, was the animal had materialized. To her, the supernatural angle also explained why so many ABCs tend to be Black Panthers. After all, that's how they appear in most mythologies. If we follow Harper's logic, the creatures that people see are likely spirits that assume the form of cats. They can manifest in our world as different animals or objects, then vanish just as quickly. Now, Harper admits her speculation can't be proven. Ultimately, you just have to decide whether you believe her or not. But if the forensic evidence keeps piling up, it could make her explanation less likely. After all, there's no reason to think spirits would leave behind scat and bits of hair or test positive for big cat DNA. Regardless of the real explanation, belief in big cats seems to be growing in the UK. Mainstream newspapers like The Economist and The Guardian have published articles highlighting the evidence and giving a voice to ABC enthusiasts. People appear to be convinced. In an online survey by the Scottish Daily Record, nine out of 10 respondents believed big cats roamed wild in Scotland. That number reflects a very small sample size. But even so, the people have spoken. Perhaps we'll see a flood of newly minted ABC fanatics heading to the woods, hoping to catch a video of a big cat and strike TikTok fame. And if they don't catch one, well, at least they'll come back with a story.
Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We'll be back next time with an all-new episode. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast, executive produced by Max Cutler. Our head of programming is Julian Boireau. Our supervising sound designer is Russell Nash, with Nick Johnson as our head of production and Trent Williamson as our senior production specialist. Allie Wicker is our supervising editor and Derek Jennings is our writing lead. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Xander Bernstein, edited by Wendelin Sobrozo, Amber Von Chassen, and Angela Jorgensen. Fact-checked by Kevin Johnson, researched by Chelsea Wood, produced by Bruce Katovich, and sound designed by Dick Schroeder. Our hosts are Richard Rosner and me, Molly Brandenburg. Thank you.